Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Ben and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to us. You're going to have a chance to win $1,000 just by listening at some point in the 1 o'clock hour and Every hour here on 105.3 The Fan from 7A to 7P, I believe, as our national cash contest continues. But you got to keep listening for that chance. Right now, it's time to go around the NFL. We'll get back into some Cowboys chatter coming up momentarily. But right here, let's pick up where we left off earlier. And the next game on the docket for us to discuss is a team that is panicking themselves in the NFC East, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. They lost to the Minnesota Vikings 38-20. to and there's full-fledged panic in Philly as well. Yeah, and uh, that's quite the butt kicking. 18 points. Now, Philly, right at the beginning of... So they got down early, and then right at the beginning of the third quarter, kind of closed in, and then Minnesota started putting up points again and, and, and put a little bit of a padding there. But Kirk Cousins has responded nicely the last couple of weeks after getting killed nationally. He's had He's put up two pretty big games. Yeah, no, good. He was fine and throwing it all over the place too. They've kind of quit being the team that needs to run it thirty times, right? You know, they're just kind of they're they're. And look, they're still Dalvin Cook. They're going to get him the ball. He's going to get a lot of carries, but they're they're flinging it around and they can do that. All right, um, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Well, you. I was going to say the Eagles can't cover anybody. Well, they they they're missing both their starting corners, right? Yeah, it's bad though in the secondary. I mean, they're not their fan base. Or there's a guy who listens to our show, very a great guy who's an Eagles fan. And he was like, dude, you need to chill out on what you're saying about the Eagles and their soft schedule at the back end of the year. Now He's like, they can't cover anybody. That's always going to be a problem. Yeah, but, you know, if you're playing teams that can't throw, it doesn't matter. Let's listen. Think about how we heard Garrett earlier today. Let's listen to what uh, their head coach, Doug Peterson, was saying about the Cowboys-Eagles matchup this Sunday on the whip this morning. I know the sky's falling outside. Yes. You know, it, it's, it's falling, and, and I get that. And the fans are, are, are reeling just a little bit. But, you know, we, we're going down to Dallas, and our guys are going to be ready to play. And we're going to win that football game. And when we do, we're in first place in the NFC East. We control our own destiny. We're right where we need to be. Has it been perfect or beautiful or all of that? No. But all we got to do is try to be 1-0 this week, beat the Dallas Cowboys. We're in first place. And, and listen, they're they're – they're reeling too. I mean, they're struggling too. They've dropped their last three games. So uh, this will be uh, this will be an exciting football game. You sound very confident about Sunday, Doc. I have to be. I am. I I, I I see when I watch the tape. I put the tape on and I go, okay. The, there's there's coachable moments and there's teachable moments on the tape that that we can get better at as a, as an offense and as a defense. And and uh, I'm also you know op- uh, optimistic that some of our you know injured players in the secondary will will. will make a return this week and, and, and we'll see um but yeah I'm, i gotta stay positive not only for myself but uh for the for the for the guys in the locker room boom pretty good pretty damn good you sound very confident about sunday doc i got another clip i don't know if you so their linebacker zach brown uh he, he called kirk cousins the weakest part of the vikings offense he's and the then, chicken fried guy and he went uh yeah he's the zach brown band uh and here was him after the game talking about it i'm here to talk about the game know about that any other questions besides about Kirk Cousins 
Well, maybe don't pop off and you won't have to answer questions, you know, answer questions about Kirk Cousins. If you're a Vikings fan, you're going, yes, that was a great game, but aren't you frustrated that you just can't get this every week from Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Like, it's easy to do against the Eagles, right, right now, who can't cover anyone. But yep. when it's time to play a big money game, I don't know who the Vikings have next. It's like, ah, it looks bad again. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Next game on the docket, the New Orleans Saints beat the Jacksonville Jags 13-6. to This was interesting. Gardner Minshew kind of returned back to being a normal human. He was coming off a massive week. The week prior through for 374 yards. Not so much in this one. He was held in check. And this was pretty telling that, I guess, before the contest, uh, Pope Francis was tweeting about the Saints. He said, today we give thanks to the Lord for our new Saints. They walked by faith, and now we invoke their intercession. <laughs> I don't and he might know. have met their interception. I think he misspelled interception. Right. But uh, obviously, uh, he, uh, he the capitalization, uh, when, when, when he capitalized Saints, Twitter put their Saints logo. <laughs> the Pope loves Teddy Bridgewater, and he put holy water on his knee. So, so, so it put the Saints logo on there. And uh, the Saints organization, they retweeted it. <laughs> All right, that's a good bit. <laughs> they retweeted it and they put, couldn't lose after this. Blessed and highly favored. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude, uh, Teddy made some nice throws. I didn't get to see much of the game, but I saw a couple highlights. It's the type of whole thing, though. Like, I walked away from this one going, here's a struggle bus game. Uh, tough to go into Jacksonville and win when their defense is playing pretty well right now. And then you find a way to squeak it out, 13-6. to six. It was ugly. Your offense didn't move the ball all game long or anything like that. Found a way to get it done because you're good. Uh, I saw in another Mike Sando article that he had, you know, an executive said to him, uh, the Saints are the best team in the league. So, in the league? I don't know if I believe that. I think Seattle's better than the Saints. I know the Saints beat Seattle. So I don't know. We'll wait till Drew Brees comes back, and I think that changes how I feel about the Saints quite a bit. Jalen Ramsey once again did not play. This is only three days after Shad Khan, uh, the owner, Shad Khan said Shad Khan. Uh, he expected the disgruntled defender to play against the Saints. Not so much. Yeah, I think uh, Jalen expects you to say that you're going to say that, and then Jalen's going to do what Jalen needs to do for his best interest. Yeah, that's fair. So take that, Shad. Next game on the docket. The Ravens beat the Bengals 23-17. The most interesting thing about this game is Lamar Jackson, who had 236 yards passing, also had 19 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown on the ground. I believe he was the leading rusher for the day in the league. They flashed his stat up uh, earlier, Ben, where the top 10 quarterback rushing games in Ravens history have all been Lamar Jackson, who hadn't even played two full seasons yet. And while it looks like an impressive stat, I didn't expect to see Flacco up there. Yeah. Heath or whatever. Bing, uh, uh, Ravens 4-2 and two, lead that division by two games. Next week they have Seattle. And what could be a fun game next uh, in the afternoon. I think it's a 325 game. Ravens and Seahawks. Russell Wilson versus Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. That could be a lot of fun. And I'm in. A big game for the Ravens, and I'd like to see the Ravens uh, upset the Seahawks. I would, too. We need that around here because I have not given up on this season. Ben, you haven't nope, given up haven't on given this up. season. Nope. So all these top NFC teams keep losing because we're in the mix. I haven't given up either. Good job, Shippy. Thank Speaking you. of the top NFC teams, let's talk about the undefeated San Francisco 49ers of San Francisco 20-7. to over the Rams, Garoppolo was fantastic, uh, 24 for 33, 243. Uh, and then, really, it wasn't Garoppolo as much as it was the San Francisco defense. They held Jared Goff to just 78 yards 
passing. Wow. Yeah, 78 yards passing. And, uh, yeah, just uh, Gurley didn't even play in this one, right? Rams had 100. Yeah, Gurley set out. And he's also had a lot of, besides his health, uh, personal issues, too, because the wildfires in Southern California. I think he's one of the players that, that's affected a little bit. Oh, wow. Uh, 157 total yards for the Rams. Three yards of play. 1.7 yards per pass play. Two yards per pass attempt. 10 first downs. Zero pass completions longer than 15 yards. They had a rough one. And San Francisco defense is for real. D Ford, along with Nick Bosa and Quan Alexander's linebacker that they, they've got, and he's made a difference. They've drafted the right guys for the most part. They did have one bad defensive line pick. You know, Solomon Thomas. Yeah, you know, but and, apart from that, they've drafted the right guys. Um, they put it together. They still haven't played anybody, you know, besides the Rams. Like, that's the team they played. Like, they still haven't played anybody. So I don't... I don't know how I feel about the 49ers. Like, they're undefeated. They've got the Redskins next week. They're going to win another one. Mm-hmm. They've got the Panthers after that. Then they've got the Cardinals. Like, they're kind of in cruise control, and they're yeah. a playoff team now because they've won enough games, and they've got enough easy games on their schedule where they can kind of cakewalk into the playoffs. That's why we were talking earlier. And we're, I mean, you're going to have one team from the NFC East make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be who wins the division. And the rest of it's going to come from the North and the West. It's yep. just there's too many good teams in those two divisions for that not to be the case. Yep. All right, next game on the docket, the Cardinals beat the Falcons 34-33. This was after Matt Bryant missed an extra point attempt near the end of the fourth quarter. This was a game where both quarterbacks went ham. Matt Ryan, 30 for 36, 356 yards, four touchdowns. Kyler Murray, 340 yards, three touchdowns. No interceptions from either dude. God, Kyler's awesome. Cowboys, I love it. Cowboys are three and three, right? Mm-hmm. Cardinals play the Giants next week. If the Cardinals win that game, they are three, three and one. Wow! Just think about how we'd written them off as a nothing team. And look, their wins are against the winless Bengals and the on fire Atlanta Falcons, right? Uh, but you know they're doing a lot of good things. They're finding a way to move the ball despite not having an offensive line. Kyler saves the day so many times. And I was just had the game on on a side screen on red zone. You'll just see a play fall apart, and he'll. He'll escape, and whether he's doing it with his legs or if he's able to let a receiver get open, it breaks down quite often in the pocket, <laughs> and he's able to get out of it. I can't wait to see Kyler in two years. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's going to be, you know, start getting some people around him, start building that thing up. He got it. He's special. Uh, move on to the next game on the docket. The Broncos beat the Titans 16-zip. to zip. Marcus Mariota benched in he this game. He can't play. He can't play in the NFL, so... There's our. I mean, that's that's the synopsis of Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I probably need to wave the white flag on him. He can't throw. He looks weird when he throws. His arms all jacked up when he throws. It looks crazy, uh, and not like Tannehill's going to come save the day or anything. He's bad too. Right. But Mariota. Yesterday was an interesting day with Jameis getting five interceptions, and Mariota. These are two guys who are like in a savior butt season. Like maybe you could get an extension somewhere else, or maybe they'll want to keep you around. If you can play well, him getting benched in Denver, ugh. It's just, it's he just can't play. All right. Sorry. Final it's, game, Steelers 24, Chargers 17. What happened at the end of the game where Phillip Rivers was leading the guy around by his face mask? Did y'all see that? I heard the uh, talk about that because that guy was talking trash to the sideline, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't really watch much of that game. And then uh, I actually rewatched the Cowboys game while that was on because I didn't think it was very interesting. Uh, but it ended up being a pretty close game at How the end of it. was 21-3 at one point, wasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, Chargers fought back a little bit. Steelers get the win to go to 2-4. and four, And 
You know, that's a good that's bad for the Dolphins who now have their first round draft pick. I thought it'd be interesting if the Dolphins had like back to back top five picks because huh. the Steelers couldn't <laughs> win games. Um Dalvin Hodges with the win. Delvin Hodges with the win. Quarterback Delvin Hodges. That's their fourth string quarterback. He's now their starter, sir. Lord have mercy. Uh two and four are the Steelers. And then tonight we have Packers and Lions in the NFC North. Huge. That is a huge game. Yeah. Oh man, good stuff. All right, it's the Ben and Skin show. It's one oh five three the fan. Uh, Ben, I think it's time to unleash another magical word of the hour. Let's do it. It pays to turn it on, leave it on. Each hour is a part of our national cash contest. We're giving you a chance to win $1,000. Here's the word this hour. The word for this hour is show. S-H-O-W-S-H-O-W. Text that into 72881 for your chance to win $1,000. Your next chance is going to be in the 2 o'clock hour with the G-Bag Nation. Coming up next, let's talk about the idea of Lincoln Riley as your next Cowboys head coach uh, after this coming season. We'll do that next right here on 105.3 The Fan. Is Jason Garrett's job in jeopardy? Jane Slater talked to a source today, and she tweeted this out, and they said, hey, it's just too early to jump ship, but it's too early to build one too. The thing is, you can look up and we're 13-3 and or, hell, 3-13. and Right now, it's premature to take either side. Circle back next Monday. Oh! So that means when the Cowboys pound the Eagles, he gets a 10-year extension. We asked Stephen Jones today, is Jason Garrett's job in jeopardy? He said no. Uh, Jerry Jones, last night after the game, this is cut 23, Shippy. Are you disappointed in Jason Garrett? Is Jason Garrett, are you disappointed in what he's done so far on his three games? Well, I was be very trying. I was a lot happier with what he had done the first three games than what's happened the last three games. But the big thing I want to say is not just him. Fantastic interview today with Jason Garrett by Sean and RJ. They fired several fastballs at the redheaded coach. And let's go to cut number 15 here. They asked him, how concerned are you about your job status? I don't really think about that. I just want to make sure I do everything I can every day to do my job as well as I can do it. Ben, can we please play when they ask him about the video? Yes. That is my, I think it's Which quite, one is this? I think it's question three. Yeah, clip three. Listen to this. Listen to oh, him yeah. just not even acknowledge the question that it was being asked. Coach, there's a video circulating of, of you offering a low five to the defense as they're coming off the field and and nobody kind of responding to it and, and, and not reciprocating with a, a high five, if you will. Do you feel the players are still responding to your message? Yeah, again, obviously we didn't play well enough in the first half, and, uh, and I thought we did a better job in the second half. I thought they responded really well. We made stops on defense, and we made plays on offense. It just wasn't just wasn't enough. Uh, so we, we just have to dig back in as a team and, and keep fighting, keep battling, and, and get ready for this next challenge. What? Coach, there was a trainer uh, that had a water bottle. I, it looked like you were maybe thirsty at the end of the third quarter. He didn't bring it over to you. Is that a sign that everyone hates you? Again, I think we came out and executed better in the second half. We just got to go look at the film and clean things up. We'll be back next week to try as hard as we can. So, so it's, it's part, of, part of it's laughable. The, the other part of it is a little bit insulting. And I don't mean this in any personal way at all. Insulting I'm trying who? to do it in, to the, the interview that you're having. Okay. Because you know what? If if you're not really going to try to answer the questions, and a, and, a, and a, I understand, I understand what he's doing. I, right. I get it, but a part of it is insulting, and it's to the point of well, why? Why do I even have you? If like, I mean, I'm not. If you're not going to, and you know, we got a, we got a little bit from him today, I guess. Yeah, I just, no, I think. But like, it's the fair. only team, and, and I don't know if it's all thirty teams, uh, thirty-two teams. I was talking to someone yesterday who's in the media. You guys know him. 
He covers. He he's at every game, every practice, every. You're talking to Newey, a media member. Okay, basically, and he was talking. Well, he goes. So Jason's actually forthcoming in the walk-offs, and I was like, the the media walk-offs. So after the press conference, what's the point in the dog and pony show? What's the point of it? Mm-hmm. And this guy covered another NFL team for a while. And he's like, they don't do it there, and they didn't do it in any of the other teams that I've you know I've been in uh, encountered. They just do it here. The so media it was Fisher? walk-off. Was it Mike Fisher? It wasn't Fish. But you know what? There's another guy. Oh, Todd crap. Archer. Oh crap. This is oh, a, oh, oh exposed. Wow. But so this is one of those things though where it's like it's clearly important to Jerry to have his coach come on the flagship station and talk. Absolutely. And so knowing that and agreeing to that, you are doing a disservice to yourself. No, because look, Jerry is not going to, you know, be swayed by the fans to do it, but it doesn't help when the entire ticket buying public is saying get rid of that guy. Because he's a robot and he doesn't care. And so he's he's really just kind of set himself on fire when he does that. Stubbornly doing it, by but the it way. Doesn't, <laughs> but it doesn't impact things. So it, doing it that way hadn't cost him his job. Not yet. Not yet. But but if he loses his job now, it won't be because of that. No, you're right. God, he's had how many how many years has he been here now? A bit of while. Well, including offensive coordinator, that goes back 12. to 05. Which I is mean, a lifetime in the coaching world yeah i mean he's been here a long time so he's the white marvin lewis it really gets down to the the approach and and a lot of people in sports have this mindset that hey none of that matters doesn't matter if i'm the most charming charming guy in the world if i got a big personality all that matters is if we win and and if he manages up to the people that matter most because uh as we know jerry's talked about this gosh you should talk to jason after a loss he can explain to you every single thing that happened. It's amazing, his excuses. He's managing up. Yeah. He's not managing down. There's right. no need to go address every troll out there and make the trolls feel comfortable with everything. Right, He's but, managing up. But think about like that Doug Peterson clip that we he Doug Peterson didn't give us something amazing or whatever, but he's like, hey, I recognize. Like, Garrett's not even recognizing how anybody feels. Oh, dude, Which I'm with you. He doesn't have to, but that's to me, that's a bad way to play it. I hate it. I can't stand it, but it just doesn't matter. Yeah. He's winning in, in this debate. We want it to be more entertaining. It doesn't help him if it is or isn't, right? Because ultimately it has an impact at things. He's not doing it to his team. Yeah. They like him. They haven't quit on him. Not but you saw that one five-second clip where a tired guy <laughs> didn't high-five him. Well, then why are you allowing your team to run it 17 times on first down, though? That's a big Because that's, that's, that's also lighting yourself on fire. Yeah, I mean, there's believe. no reason for that. Well, like, to, but to Ben's the, point. The he, simple numbers tell you. The simple numbers tell you this is a bad thing to do that many times. But that's how I've won. Have you? We had Emmett. See, that's that's the problem. Like, whatever, even if this thing does get fixed and you are uh, you get in at 10-6 and six and win the division or, or whatever you're, you get in, there's absolutely no faith, at least from this young boy talking, there's what? absolutely no faith that they can go game plan and out scheme someone three weeks in a row to make it to a Super Bowl. We'll see. Don't believe it at all. You'll see. Don't believe that can happen. And I that's the problem. That's the will. underlying issue, right? Yes. Like, if we have a good team, hey, what happens when we get to the playoffs? What's going to happen? We might we might win a playoff game. There's, I don't. I have no faith in them out scheming, out game planning. Uh, I know preparing is a, a word that we like to use when we lose games, but getting ready to go and 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 really help your players win a game from the outside. The players will all make it happen, but helping them go in three games? But you believe no. that you believe you're, you're going to do it. But you understand the Joneses don't believe that. Otherwise, why would they waste a year of their lives? 
If they did, if they didn't believe that Jason Garrett couldn't get it done, they thought that Kellen Moore would revitalize the offense in a way to where it could they could get it done. Mm-hmm. That's what they believed. Otherwise, I don't believe that for any amount of money they would simply waste a year of Jerry's life. They no. believe Garrett could get it done. I absolutely agree. And up to three weeks ago, we all did too. Right? I did. They're three and oh, and we're sitting might. here talking about is we're gonna not we can't afford to lose Garrett and we're probably gonna lose Kellen Moore because we're gonna keep Garrett and lose Kellen Moore because he's gonna get a head coaching job. Uh Des Bryant was great on Twitter yesterday. Man. Uh somebody w- was asking, Hey, what's the Cowboys problem? And he said, You want my honest opinion? They said, um, something about it being the wide receivers. He said, Not even close. The receiver core as a whole has been the best Dallas has had in a long time. He said somebody said, Well, what do you see as the biggest flaw? He said, nothing to do with the players. Whenever training camp starts for the Cowboys, it's training camp until the season is over. (laughs) A lot of pointless meetings. Not enough time for the players to recover from injuries preparing for the next game. It's pretty good. Too many meetings. It's pretty good. He goes, I could go further, but I'm going to stop right there. No, keep going, Des. Uh, He said, just being honest, I thought out of all my sacrifices that got me cut from the Cowboys... I'm for the players, and I'm going to speak my truth. I speak for the guys who are afraid to speak. Um, he's then going into kind of, look, he played through a lot of injuries, and it did him no good to play through those injuries. Right. It just did him no good. And eventually, when he was so banged up, they're like, yeah, we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. Or if he spoke out like this. I mean, any of the guys that spoke out about Linehan, they were pretty quickly jettisoned. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not the whole It wasn't like Dez was a saint and doing nothing wrong, and all of a sudden, oh, my God, he criticized Linehan. There's a lot of financial reasons, and they didn't want anything like that to be disruptive, could be disruptive in the locker room. We saw the all-or-nothing stuff. Right. Um, but I love this Dez. I love getting Dez's thoughts. We're going to try to get him on the show. Um, somebody said, uh, are you on the fire Jason Garrett train as well? And and Dez says, that's none of my business. So listen, a big part of this, too, is what you're doing uh, at the time that you're doing it. Because I firmly believe that as bad of a human as he was at the time, if Greg Hardy gave you a sack every single week, they would have brought him back. Absolutely. They would have brought him back. If he gave you, what, he missed four games or whatever it was, if he then delivered 13 sacks and 12 games, they would have brought him back in a heartbeat. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Des Bryant also, uh, somebody says, uh, I'm dying to know what Des thinks the Cowboys' real problem is. Don't leave us hanging. He said, I already shared something real basic. And uh, they said, well, you did get old. And he said, well, that as well, but I can still play. And somebody said, you should have listened to Julio about playing with that foot injury. It cost you pain, longevity, and money, sacrificing for them only to get kicked to the curb. He said, facts. Okay. I mean, yes. I don't know. I feel like Des would have wanted to play. I don't think he would have just set out even if he was hurting. I think he wanted to play. Probably. Uh, You know. Look, this is a tough thing, but the simple fact of the matter is is that if your physical output is diminished by whatever reason, age, injury, they're going to look at when they can escape from the contract. It's not personal. It's not because they don't like you as a person or whatever. That's the business of football. because the system benefits them. <laughs> they They use you up and they spit you out physically, and what you get is the guaranteed amount of money on your contract. And if you think you're getting any more than that, you have been misled by your agent. You are getting the guaranteed portion on your contract. And anything beyond that means that you are healthy and productive beyond what statistics mm-hmm. show you that you're going to be. Yeah. Man, I miss Dez. I like hearing Dez talk about anything. I do too. See, he was talking about Game of Thrones. That was fantastic. And 
I certainly love him talking about the Cowboys. Somebody was said something about, hey, did you hear what uh, did you hear what Tony had to say about the offense? And he said, I agree with anything Tony has to say. <laughs> I think whenever he's talking old offense, I agree with anything Tony Romo has to say too. When is that guy ever wrong? <laughs> yeah. He's all over it. Yeah, and look, uh, this is uh, this is interesting. I'm looking forward to talking to the G-Bag Nation because I saw some tweets from Kavanaugh where he's starting to wonder. I don't want to put words in his mouth. I'll let him explain it. But he said, now I got thoughts rattling around in my head about the quarterback position. And that may come down to whether you think it's worth paying Dak $35 million a year. Maybe it do. I mean, I, I watched. I mean, I can't wait to hear his thoughts on this, but. Because I thought he was defending Dak in the first half. He was. I talked to Jeff a little bit about this yesterday, and it's very interesting. I actually talked to him a little bit about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then my, uh, I'll tell you, what I what I threw out there was, you don't want to do Mariota this thing, man. Oh, 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 oh wait, oh, what? You were going to pay the guy. Oh, holy mango. Well, I almost let Jeff speak for himself, though. I don't holy know. mango habanero, Ben. <laughs> oh, my God. That? Ah, what? Wow. Wow, it's football season. <laughs> um. <laughs> Get it? It's season. Yeah. It is football it's season. It's good. It's um, family football season. Are we doing a live read here, by the way? Uh, I mean, I, I want to. I you talking about our thoughts. friends, the Frankels? Yeah. Okay. We good. can Thank do you. that. But before we do that, <laughs> let's tease. Hold on. What are you looking for right now, Ben? Not my clock. All right. Yes. Uh, coming You're up what? next, what is Ben going to do with his clock? And uh, we'll talk to the G Bag Nation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 